welcome to Design Assembly Conversations. In this series, we talk to New Zealand designers, hear their stories, and celebrate their work. I'm Louise, and today I'm talking to Sam Allen. Sam Allen is the founder and managing director of On Fire Design. On Fire Design is a specialist branding and packaging design agency based in Auckland, New Zealand. Established in 2005, this year On Fire are celebrating 15 years in business. They were New Zealand's most internationally awarded design agency in 2019, and On Fire was also voted a top 10 global design agency by World Brand Society in 2018 and 2019. Kia ora, Sam. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'd like to start at the beginning and ask you, where, where did you come from? Morning, Lou. Um, so my dad, my dad worked in advertising. He used to be the creative director of Colenso. During the school holidays, I used to go in there and work in the office, um, doing odd, odd jobs around the place. And then basically from there, I actually wanted to design golf courses when I was growing up. I really wanted to design golf courses. Every, you know, before I worked at uh, Clean, you know, in the holidays at the ad agency, I used to go and work on a golf course every single holidays. You know, that's all I wanted to do was design golf courses. And basically, then I sort of, uh, in the last year of school, was doing a lot more sort of uh, work uh, at Dad's place, and um, and then basically I just fell in love with the with the design and the. The, the agency life, you know, um, at the time they were doing the, the Auckland Warriors and it was cool to be able to go in and see how they created the name and created the identity and, and I guess, uh, and seeing all the, the great ideas just coming out of the place. And basically, um, seven, uh, in the last year of school, you had to go and do work experience. And so I was lucky enough to go and do some work experience at, at a design company. And then uh, during, during exams, I was just walking past the place and I decided to just go in and say hi, you know, off by chance and um, just went in there and just happened to go in the day that after one of the senior guys had resigned and uh, the boss was impressed by my enthusiasm and the fact that I'd sort of had the balls, I guess, to, to go in there and say hi and he basically said, well, look, you know, we've got a position, do you want, do you want to start? And so I... Uh, as soon as I finished exams, I, you know, aged 18, I basically started working, and that was it. You know, I was um, on my way. Wow, yeah. And did you had you had any kind of thoughts about going on and like going to design, study design after uh, high school, or not really? To be honest, I'd had a guts full of school. You know, I just wanted to really get in, and you know, I was sort of one of those people that I just loved working. You know, and I really thrived in, in that environment. So. And what was the studio that you started at? Uh, so that was in 1992, I think, 92 or 93. It was a place called Richard Tregowth's. And um, back then, you know, some of the design studios didn't have their own artworking and production. And so Richard Tregowth specialised in doing artwork production. And, and uh, back then, you know, you couldn't buy a lot of fonts and a lot of people actually didn't have their identities digitised. So Richard Tregowski used to specialise in drawing typography and doing a lot of um, uh, drawing a lot of the identities on the computer. And so basically that's what I did for the first two, you know, couple of years. I spent a lot of time drawing typography and, I guess, identities and things like that, mm. just, you know, getting them on the computer. 
because um, yeah. the, the internet wasn't even really around, <laughs> you know. But when we were doing artwork and we'd be liaising with other studios, um, you know, we'd be sending uh, changes and uh, through it on fax. Yeah. So there was nothing, there's no colour. Yeah. And did he really um, mentor you through those early days? Yeah, I mean, they were um, they were very strict when it came to the way that they did things, mm. like really strict. Every single job was critiqued and the way you drew things. And um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a very strict environment. But on the other hand, uh, it really made you um, have a great attention to detail, you know, and that's something that I've continued right through my career and something that I've tried to instill you know into the guys that that work work with us mm. and in those early days um, who inspired you as a young designer from uh, from Richard Trigau's, um I got poached to go and work at a place called Coates Design and so Coates Design was at the time one of the top packaging design agencies it was basically Coates um, Dashwood Dave Clark and um, and Dow um, and so uh, yeah, Coates, Coates asked me to go and work there and you know Rob Coates was a massive influence for me he was uh, very passionate the idea was always hero um, and also the way that he had a um, you know Coates design was a real family environment and so for me that was a really big influence in terms of like his passion for design and passion for ideas and I guess um, you know fighting for his ideas as well yeah, so that was a mm. that was a really big influence for me. Yeah, so learning all of those different skills in terms of like you say the idea and the detail, and then um, actually selling your idea to the client. Yes, and I mean, and the other thing is obviously I had my um, I had my dad as mm. well to sort of bounce stuff off. But he sort of he came because he was from an advertising. Um, you know, uh, background. He was all about the communication. So you know, Rob. Rob really loved ideas and um, detail, and then Fran was all about the communication. Mm. So it was a good mix. Mm. What was your dad's role at the advertising agency? Uh, so he he was creative director at Clenzo, and uh, before that he had he'd started Mojo in New Zealand. So yeah, I'd pretty much grown up mm. with advertising my whole life. You know, Dad used to come when he'd do an ad, he'd come home and. Uh, you know, get us to all sit around in front of the telly and say, you know, what do you think? What do you think? You know, so that was interesting. Yeah. And is there a particular um, project or experience that stands out for you in those early days? Um, when I was working at Coates, you know, they had they had lots of big brands. You know, Bluebird, Steinlager, Treasures, uh, Watties, Chef. So it was great being able to work across all of those all of those projects and those brands. One of the things that really stood out was. Uh, we we basically uh, created the rod and gun brand from scratch. So it was uh, so it was at, at the time it was outdoor heritage was the actual name for the shops, and I mean uh, within the retail environment they had Logan Clothing and Rod and Gun, and so I basically worked as Rob's assistant, helping to create all those elements. You know, like the the rod and gun dog, for instance. You know, that's still used today. So so that that was um, that was. You know, a great project for me to be involved in, and just to see the you know the detail and the way that Rob, Rob and the other guys, you know, approach the creative process. Mm. And um, can you think of any other designers, kind of in New Zealand or internationally, that you've um, been inspired by, or kind of looked to how their their career and trajectory has gone? Yeah, I mean, early in my career, the internet wasn't really around, yeah. so books were a massive influence. It was basically whoever had the biggest library. Yeah. 
had the best ideas, you know. Um, but really, it was kind of the designers around you at the time were a big influence. Uh, There's a girl, Sarah Hingston, that worked at Coates, who, um, you know, I just, she, she was an amazing designer, you know, and I, I was uh, really lucky to be privileged to work with her. So she was a big influence with me, and, and obviously Rob. And then, um, but in terms of designers, you know, Neville Brody was a big influence for me. I really loved the, his graphical style. And, um, and then sort of a couple of years later, the Designers Republic was a really big influence for me. So uh, I really loved all that sort of clubbing, clubbing design, I guess. And from Coates, is that you went into um, starting your own business on fire, or...? Uh, yeah, so that basically, um, when I was working at Coates, I started to pick up a couple of my own clients outside of work, and they basically grew to a point where I decided to leave and uh, yeah, start, start my own business. You know, I was only 24, I think, yeah. 24 or 25. And uh, but what I did do is when I um, I based myself out of the Campaign Palace, and so that that was uh, that was cool because I got to work under John McCabe and an art director called Lindsay Redding, and they were just amazing, you know, a um, couple of English guys just uh, again fantastic ideas, and then they had another English guy there called Richard Hollingham who had been um, BBH in the UK when they won World Agency. World Agency of the Year so it was you know again it was just another place with these fantastic influences and it allowed me to basically you know build my own business and then I, I decided to go overseas. And where did you go? Uh, <laughs> so I spent you know I spent quite a bit of time traveling and then I ended up in London so yeah I spent a bit of time traveling ended up in London and uh, the first studio I ended up at was a place called Identity Design. That uh, was fantastic because they had Aston Martin, they had Rolls Royce, Triumph Motorbikes, you know, all these amazing brands that in New Zealand you could only ever dream about working on. And um, and they really liked the Kiwi attitude, you know, the fact that we take on you know, take on anything, the fact that we worked hard. You know, they really uh, they really appreciated that. And then I was lucky enough to be able to stay there for a, for a few years, and um, and you know that was a really big influence, I guess, on the next stage of my career. And so then you decided to come on home and and um, keep working for yourself. Uh, yeah. So um, after identity, I went travelling for a while. And then I actually took some time off doing design, and I became a bike courier. Oh, yeah. And I basically rode around London for a uh, you know year and a half, cycling and just doing something completely different. Because obviously, you know, I'd, I'd been working in design since I was eighteen, mm. straight out of school. So I'd never really done any other work, and so I did that. And then, uh, you know, after couple of winters riding riding around my bike in minus 10 degrees I decided that there's probably you know better better things to do with my time so I moved back to New Zealand and uh, I and I basically came back and started doing freelance at Coates again um, and then I did a, a short stint at another studio but it just wasn't really you know it wasn't really suited to what you know, style of work that I'd, I'd been wanting to do. And so, you know, obviously with all the Aston Martin and Rolls-Royce work that I'd been exposed to, I wanted to do similar sort of stuff. And so, you know, that's where I, um, again, took up the on-fire name, 
managed to pick up a big boat company out of Australia. So that was good. Yeah, really kicked it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, so that was, you know, that's the second biggest boat company in Australia. And, uh, you know, we were doing all the work for them worldwide. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, that was great. That lasted for about seven years. Mm -hmm. And that was a really good way to, I guess, get the business underway. And do you think you'd always wanted to work for yourself? Um, I, I guess so, because, you know, I, when I was at Coates, I didn't probably realise the opportunities that I had there, and the, and I didn't really probably appreciate the value of the portfolio that I could have created if I had stayed there. But, you know, I wanted to work for myself, and I, and I, and I had my own way of working, and I guess, you know, I just that led me naturally off to do my own thing. Yeah. And so today, what do you do within the studio? What does your day-to-day look like? Um, what does my day-to-day look like in the studio? So, I mean, um, I, I usually have a couple of key... Uh, sorry. I usually have a couple of key clients that I look after on a day-to-day basis. Um, so that's anything from account management, creative direction, mm-hmm. some design, depending on the project. Um, and then the rest of the time is... Uh, you know, working with the team on, on the projects that they're working on, uh, creative direction, um, and also, you know, looking for new business, I guess. You know, I'm always on, always, you've always got to have, be looking out for new work mm-hmm. or potential new avenues for the business. Yeah. And do you have any rituals in particular? Uh, the guys would probably say sitting down and having a sandwich and a Coke for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess, yeah, I am. Um, I try to put some time aside in the mornings to just come in and uh, work out what, what's got to happen that day and really what things we've got coming up this week. And also, you know, um, also constantly thinking about what the next month or two is, is, you know, what's happening over the next month or two and always just sort of keeping that in mind as well. Every, you know, every single day you've got to do that. And so is there a project that stands out for you um and kind of the first five years of Bonfire that, that had a big influence? Uh, the first five years was probably the Maritimo work. You know, for a, a, because that basically when I won that project, I was a one-man band, yeah. you know. So, and that allowed me to hire staff and, you know, fly around in helicopters and, um, you know, do a lot of great travel and, and work that, was uh, so it was really exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to go over to Australia all the time and basically, you know, spend my time on the Gold Coast photographing these boats mm-hmm. and doing all the work there. So, so that that was cool. And how did you um, secure that client? How did you first meet them? Uh, well, I knew the uh, I knew the marketing manager there, and he actually had his own ad agency, and they'd become complacent, and so he got me to just do a couple of little jobs. They really like what we've done because obviously I was able to draw upon some of my Aston Martin and Rolls Royce experience and was able to apply that to the boats, and they just really loved the, I guess the ideas and, uh, you know, the craft that I was able to bring them to the work. And so is that a key thing for you in terms of how you get new business now as well? Do you think the, you know, it's the relationships and nurturing existing relationships? Oh, I think relationships are very important. Mm. You know, as you as you go through your career, your network gets wider, but you've also got to always work on that. You know, you've always got to be trying to keep your brand out there and uh, ensuring that you do good work, so that way you get repeat business, but also you get referrals. Mm-hmm. You know, you're only as good as your last job. So, 
Yeah, that's something as a company that we always try and keep top of mind is to always constantly ensure that the service component is, is really key, mm-hmm. as well as the creativity. Can you talk a little bit about um, kind of changes and shifts that you've seen over the years that you've been practising in the field of design? Since I started, I think the internet's probably the biggest change. It makes learning faster, but it's made people uh, lazy when it comes to idea generation. Um, but I think it's really, it really does help people's learning because there's so much there that you can now see and so much... Um, so many different influences that you can draw upon for your design. You know, um, in the old days, you just had the books that were there, you know, or that you purchased. Now that now it's just endless, you know. And so I think um, I think the internet uh, does have some negatives, but I think it has some real positives. You know, for us, um, the biggest influence that it's had for us is the ability for us to deal more with overseas clients. Um, you know, which has opened up a really big opportunity. You know, we're doing work for places in the States and Asia, Australia. You know, without the internet, you couldn't, you wouldn't have been able to do that. In terms of your um, the team's design process and talking about the, you know the negative and positive aspects of the internet, internet and being able to see everything, um, do you think it's important to you know stay off? the internet in that early part of the process? Yeah, I'd like to, when, when, when we first start a, start a, when we first start a project, you know, I like people to jot down their initial ideas. You know, if they, sometimes, you know, your first thought is the best one, and so I like them to be able to just capture those first. You know, I think the internet plays an important part around mood boards and, and looking at what the competitors are doing and whatnot, but I think really the idea is the key thing. The idea and the story is the key thing and you need to make sure that you're not going online and copying stuff and just duplicate. I hate duplication. Mm. You know, I hate duplication and if I and I hate seeing um, work that I can tell is just being copied off something else. And um, talking about this year um, spe- specifically, obviously we've... Um had the impact of COVID-19 not only in New Zealand but globally and um, how's this year been for you and and, uh, what do you think the next couple of years are going to look like? Uh, So this this year's obviously been challenging, I mean we've been lucky enough to be actually really busy all year Uh, right through COVID was actually one of our busiest times, we probably could have done it with more staff you know, the day that the lockdown was announced, we'd actually just hired a senior designer that day. You know, she started that day and she was sort of worried that she was going to come in and, you know, be told that she had to, didn't have a job anymore, but we decided to just soldier on. And uh, so, you know, we're lucky to be able to have, a, a, you know, a big amount of work to take us right through. And, and that was, you know, that was a, it was a big relief. But we've also had a couple of clients that were badly affected by it and so that has had a big influence as well you know about what we do for new business and for, for next year so what we have seen um, with the, the COVID lockdown is although it's been hard to have um, you know new business relationships in New Zealand we have actually managed to get a lot of growth from overseas you know so we've had work coming from Asia from Australia and from the USA, so um, you know that's been good, and I'm hoping that over the next couple of years that that'll continue. And do you think that's with an acceptance of you know being able to use digital um, tools such as um, Zoom, 
I think it's made a massive difference. Mm. Yeah, I mean, um, and also I just think that uh, social media has had a massive influence as well in that respect, you know, because you're able to um, advertise your work into territories that you wouldn't normally get a chance to work in, mm. you know. So, and I think that over the last 10 years, the um, New Zealand has really risen uh, with their designability. You know, there's lots of great studios now and I'm always in awe of, you know, what other studios are doing and I think it's fantastic to see that, um, you know, it's not just us, you know, there's other design companies that are getting a lot of overseas work, you know, and I think it's because of the quality of the creative and the quality of the craft that really comes out of New Zealand is really good. Do you use um, social media as a tool to get new business? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I mean, five years ago, we didn't really have um, a very big social media. Um, yeah, the last couple of years, social media has played a big um, has had a big influence on how we advertise the business. Um, we've never really had much of a focus on trying to win awards and then basically we decided a few years ago as part of our strategy going forward that we would try to win some awards and you know we've been lucky to have some good successes in that area and uh, obviously you know being able to um, promote those awards through social media has had a big influence on our business because we've We've, we've been approached by a lot of overseas companies that have seen our work that, you know, we've managed to win awards against, you know, the, the top agencies in America and, uh, and other, you know, in the UK. And from there, you know, why, why should they go and deal with those companies when they can deal with us? Yeah, know, fantastic. We're more, we're more nimble. And taking into account um, COVID-19 this year, where do you see the future of design going? COVID has had a big influence, you know, on the way that companies need to need to deal with their customers. You know, we're already seeing a lot of brands going direct to consumer, and so um, you know, this means that the design that we do has to work well online when they're selling their products online. But I think also the delivery of those products and the unboxing experience that they need to deliver will only become more important. And do you have a personal design or creative practice? For myself, and I, when I'm personally dealing with, with a client and a, a new piece of business, you know, I, I, get, I try to get to know the client as well as possible and their business as much as possible. Um, you know, I think that's really critical. You can't, you can't come up with a strategy or the, commu- the right communication and talk to the customers in the right way unless you fully understand their business. So that's something that I really place a lot of emphasis on and it might take months to do. Um, but then we work out what their point of difference is, you know, who their competitors are you know, and how we can make a difference. Um, that's a key focus for us in trying to, you know, to tell the right story in an engaging way. And that's part of the process that you're personally invested in, in terms of getting to know the client's business. Yeah, if it's um, if it's a client that's suited to my skill set, then I then I pretty much take the take the lead in that. And on a personal level, what do you do to relax? How do you disconnect and, and reconnect to um, yourself? I don't really, <laughs> to be honest. You know, it's, I think with design, it's 
for me, it's not really, um, it's not a job. Mm. You know, for me, it's a, it's a hobby. It's something that I'm really interested in. So I'm constantly looking. You know, my wife hates going to the supermarket with me because, you know, I can, I can spend hours in there going through every single aisle, looking at the design and everything. And it's, and it's saying, you know, wherever you go, um, there's always things to look at. Oh, that could be done better. Look at that kerning, you know. So, um, and there's lots of different influences out there that can help better your design. Mm. So I, I guess for me, you know, I, I do like going out in the boat. I can be really worked up from, from, from work and I basically get to the boat ramp, I jump on the boat and I cruise out and, and it's just instantly gone, you know, and it just basically washes away. So that's probably the only time I really turn off. Yeah. <laughs> um, and prior to COVID, did you do much um, travelling overseas, um, you know, for um, leisure but also kind of for research into design? I think uh, I think travel was a key component yeah. of being a designer because you learn so many so many different things from travel. Um, I mean, uh, so yes, we every time I go away, you know, I do a trip, you learn something new, and 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 from that experience, you're able to apply it to one of your clients. Well, especially for us because uh, you know I've been quite targeted about the types of clients that we. That we get because that way we're, we actually have experience using their product in real life in some way and so I think that makes it much easier for us to um, to be able to work with the client but also communicate what their point of difference is. Mm. So. So we'll be looking forward to uh, getting back out there sooner or later. Um, in the meantime, though, um, I guess it's the internet that provides those opportunities. Have you been... Um, you know, attending any kind of online talks or um, looking into articles and things whilst we can't travel? Um, not really any more than normal. To be honest, I already spend a lot of time doing that stuff. You know, uh, as you asked about what my routine is, you know, mm. part of my routine every day is to make sure I look at the design blogs and look at uh, some, some of the influencer style um, media outlets in the States and the UK and whatnot, so yeah, yeah not really any more than yeah. yeah. And finally, what are your words of wisdom that you'd like to share with other designers and creatives out there? I think really one of the key things is for young designers, you know, it's um, there is a lot of competition out there and um, you know, it, it is hard to get in, but you've just got to keep you know, if it's something you want to do, you've just got to have a lot of tenacity and motivation and also try and make sure that you have a point of difference. Mm. Um, one, of the, one of the key bits of advice that my dad gave me when I first started out was uh, your output is only as good as your input. Mm. You know, so the more culture, the more design that you can take in, the more, you know, more movies, more magazines, more plays, more travel that you can do, uh, the better designer and better creative that you'll be. So, Well, thank you, Sam. Um, kia ora, and um, thanks for your time today. It's been really great to hear uh, where you've come from and your story through design. Thank you. Thanks, Lou. It's been great. Cheers.